In a world full of opinions and anger, I think it's time we have a conversation. I'm your host, Emily, and here I'll talk about all things life, love, Jesus, marriage, and so much more. So whether you're listening or joining in, I think it's time we have that conversation. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this week will be a little bit interesting. Um, I've been struggling to try to figure out what I want to talk about this week. And wow, even Addie is not interested in me. I like started talking and she got up off of the couch next to me and like sighed and walked away. So we're really thriving um, today and this week. Um, but I had a really, really busy week. It was pretty stressful um, and just have been trying to figure out what I want to talk about. And then tonight I was like, Rye, why don't you finally come on the podcast? And he was like, oh my gosh, sounds like so much fun. And then has just been saying in the voice that he used to use for Gossip Girl, let's have a conversation. And I think that he thinks that that's like all that I say on here, but it's not. And he's about to find out because I prefaced that as my first guest on the podcast, um, I do this in one shot and I don't edit it and I don't re-record it and this is it. So he's really thrilled um, and he's going to pop on and we are going to talk about, well, I'm hoping like what we kind of thought marriage is going to look like when we got married and what our marriage is like now and probably what it's like to be married to someone who's sick and probably a little wacky but honestly Ryan could take this all kinds of different directions with the uh, (laughs) the weird energy he's bringing so anyway if everybody can welcome my so precious and wonderful husband Ryan to the podcast say hi Ryan to your fans hi He's making himself applause noises right now. I just want all of you guys to know that. So, um, okay, Rai, happy to have you. You're so goofy. This is going to be a weird episode. Um, oh, but you for having me. It's oh, wonderful to be here today. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this is going to be horrible. I'm so sorry to everybody listening. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, I think I've shared on the podcast a lot um, about what it's like being sick and like kind of the things that I walk through in life. But, um, Rye, why don't you tell everybody kind of what you expected from our life and our marriage whenever we were dating, um, and kind of, I don't know, looking at getting married and stuff and how our marriage since then has changed all of that. Um, I think that when we got married, well, as we were kind of like dating and whatnot, I didn't really know what my expectations were. I just kind of just assumed everything was going to work out perfect and it was going to just be super easy. There wasn't going to be any issues. Um, Even though I knew deep down that was definitely not what was going to (laughs) happen. um, I wasn't willing to deal with any emotions or deal with anything. So it was just easier to be like, yeah, everything's just going to be great and perfect and I'm not going to have to worry about anything. And then, you know, insert Emily and I'm amazing. You're yeah, right. she is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I'll just preface it with she is the best bride ever. Um, but she definitely brings a lot of baggage and a lot of um, expectation destroying 
um, <laughs> well, just things. Really, we're being so positive right now. Wow. <laughs> but like, you know, I grew up never going to the doctor, never being sick besides super like simple, like 24 hour cold or something like that. Like before Emily, I think I went to the doctor once for a physical and that was it. Like my whole life, like I just all that kind of stuff. And then being with someone who went to the doctor almost every week for something brand new, I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of just did nothing. And I just kind of for me, expected, my expectation was she'll just get better, give it a day or two, just like me, or just like any other normal person. And then she didn't get better. I was like, oh, well, maybe next week she'll be better. And it was worse. And I just kind of just let it keep going. And I just never dealt with any of the things that were happening until they just kind of kept building up and building up until it turned into a wall that I had no idea what to do with. And what I expected marriage to be was super easy and is definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that, I mean, obviously you and I have had a more interesting, like rough go of it than I feel like most people do. I feel like you and I have experienced so much life in the three, almost three and a half years of being married um, we've probably run into more things than a lot of people I know that have been married, you know, like 15 years. Um, and for everybody listening, like Ryan's family from the outside was like pretty cookie cutter, um, like growing up. I mean, his family has a bunch of like turmoil and trauma and stuff now, um, that Ryan's aware of, but you know, from the outside looking in, you probably never would have known that. And so if you guys are like, why would he have thought that marriage is like going to be like perfect and easy? Like, I mean, I, I didn't think that because I mean, my parents were chaos and all of that stuff, but, um, you know, Ryan saw what his parents wanted him to see and kind of like saw this idea of marriage where regardless of what's really going on, like everything's okay. Like you slap on a smile and like, you don't talk about it and the problem goes away. And so, I mean, you know. We were also a bomb. What? So, like, we had this nice, happy glass house, and here comes Emily, just a freaking <laughs> nuclear bomb, just setting everything on fire and bringing you... everything. My bride has <laughs> a degree where she loves to just absolutely dismantle everybody. And so she walks into this happy little cookie-cutter house and says, mm-mm, not today, and quickly goes ahead and just dismantles everything and goes, did you know about this? Did you know about that? Did you know about this? And I was like, what are you saying? No. <laughs> and just lit everything on fire. And then at that point I should realize, oh, this is going to, my expectations are going to be not what I expected. You know, I went to the Johnson County Christian school, private school and whatnot. So you were taught the cookie cutter Everything's going to be fine, even though they say it's not, but it's, you know, everything's going to look perfect and whatever. And I was never legitimately exposed to the crap ever. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And I just kind of expected it to be okay. You know, I, Again, I grew up in a family where if something was wrong, you just swept it under the rug until it just was forgot about or you just it wasn't worth fighting about. 
Or you invite an Emily into your life. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't do any of that and is so loud that it's, okay. you can't sweep it under the rug. The rug is not big enough to sweep it under. Rude. Because of how loud she is. Okay, rude. <laughs> I would never have a rug. I think they're tasteless. Um, just, again, to give context, when Ryan says I'm like a nuclear bomb, um, my degree is in trauma Okay, and counseling, I think I mentioned that on here. So I walked into Ryan's family and was like, you guys, like, you don't, (laughs) like, there's all of these secrets and there's these lies and there's all this, like, deception and this darkness and, like, what is all this stuff? And I totally thought, like, everybody was aware. Um, So I wasn't, like, intentionally dismantling an entire family, but, I mean, I did basically single-handedly, like, dismantle the entire established like Bouvier clan, so I am kind of sorry about that. Um, but until probably what, like a couple months ago, you were super pissed at me for not knowing any of this, and I was like, <laughs> I literally don't know what the hell is going on, and then uh, I wasn't willing to like come to terms with it or like deal with the emotion or whatever because I didn't know how to, and I hadn't had a chance to like break. Everybody, Ryan is working through his feelings right now. So not like right now in this moment necessarily, but like we're in a season of Ryan realizing that he has feelings. So if you're like, oh my gosh, he's like really just opening up and like being so transparent. This is like new in the last couple of months. Like Ryan four months ago would not have come on my podcast. And um, yeah, this is like, this is new and it's cute. It's precious. Um, So yeah, anyway, I just wanted to let everybody know that this is like a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. We would not have a conversation. Oh my god, how many how long have you been waiting to say that? Um, um like the whole time? No, but that would've been pretty funny. Okay. I'm that quippy actually. Quippy, that's yeah. my word. I don't even know if that's a real word. Um So, okay. So when we were dating, I was I mean not like healthy, but I was healthier than I am now, obviously. Um and we're not can you just, like, kind of explain to people, like, what our life looked like when we were dating, like, the stuff that we were able to do and kind of, like, the way that our relationship worked? Yeah, I mean, we did everything. You know, we we definitely did all of our dating slash traveling through food. Yeah. Um, and, like, just doing just a ton all the time. Um you know, like, a lot of our dates consisted of trying new fun places or walking around the Nelson or anything. Um, or even simply, like, whenever we went on our, like, two-week America trip or whatever, <laughs> like, as much fun as that would be to do again, like, we would have to do it completely different instead of, like, two cities every single day. And right. And, you know, we definitely traveled through whatever the staple food was, and we can't do that anymore. And it was definitely difficult for me because that was so much fun to do. And then I expected Emily just to be okay with it and be like, oh, she'll just get over it and whatever. And (laughs) we can go back to doing that. Like Like when we went to... New Orleans. Oh, stop. I want that we, Cajun chicken pasta. That, and then mm. we had the beignets and mm. the coffee and all that. Like, mm. going down to the French Quarter and checking that out was so much fun and so cool and such a fun cultural experience. And, like, 
when you go to the French Quarter, the whole point is to go to the, get that small little place and get the beignets and coffee. And, like, even though I can still go do that because I don't have those health issues, like, Emily couldn't. And then it's just not as fun. Um, but, yeah, like, our dates don't look anything like they used to. We don't get to go try that new restaurant because it's probably going to... Poison slash kill Emily. Probably. She may not have the energy to go do anything that day. And she okay. might be super upset with herself because she can't go do that. And I, for a while, was like, why the hell are you mad? Like, you need to just get <laughs> over it and whatever. Like, I just expected her just to kind of, like, brush things off. And she didn't. And she was just like, Emily, if you don't know, Emily is a very emotional person. Okay. Um. So... <laughs> I I tend to yeah I mean I tend to feel my feelings like really hard like I always feel my feelings too long and too deep and a little bit like uncontrollably, um, that I mean that's true, <laughs> that's true. Okay, fine. Continue. Um, I don't know where I was at. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, you well I mean kind of like what happened today. So like. I think I've talked about this on the show, but, like, um, when I have, like, a really bad pain day, I now have built up a tolerance to pain. So, like, um, for a while, like, I was a monster because I'd be hurting so badly and Ryan wouldn't know how to take care of me and you all that stuff. You wouldn't say anything, though. Like, I would, and I, and I wasn't in a place to receive it either, but, like, you wouldn't, if I would say, hey, how are you feeling? Or, like, what's your pain? You would just... Either be like, you should already know I'm in a severe amount of pain. <laughs> Sorry. And I was like, why are you asking and bringing it up? You know I'm hurting. But then if I go with that, go down that train, you're upset. But then if I say nothing, you're like, you would have been, why aren't you asking me how I'm doing? Like, I was like, because you told me just to assume <laughs> you're in pain. What the hell do you want, woman? If anybody doesn't realize by now, I am like a walking contradiction. Everything about me is an oxymoron. Like, I mean everything that I say wholeheartedly, but, like, most of the stuff about me, like, really directly contradicts itself. But, okay, so, yeah. So, for a while, I mean, I was bad at communicating it, and still sometimes I am because I just don't like um, weighing somebody down with, like, my problems um and especially my pain like because ryan is like a fixer ryan wants to not fix me i guess but like he wanted to solve the fact that i was hurting like he wanted it to go away he wanted it to be resolved and you can't fix it so um yeah anyway i don't know so now like when i'm having really high pain days like it sucks and i'm hurting and i'm suffering but like um people that like self-harm or whatever kind of understand this physical pain is so much easier for you to deal with than it is to deal with like the emotional like turmoil that follows so like today um like the way that Ryan kind of I guess when we got married and when I got sick kind of assumed that I'd like bounce back or like on my good days like we could just have like normal days like today I wasn't hurting physically like in my body very much um the way that I have been for like the last week but it I call it like the what do I what do I always say that it's my like pain hangover day um it's like the emotional like whiplash catches up to you from like trying to like soldier through a bunch of hard days and all that catches up with me and then I'm like really pissed (laughs) and 
And then I'm pissed because I'm pissed and I'm wasting the good day. And I'm pissed that, like, being in pain stole the last, like, week for me. But now I'm wasting the one potentially good day I'm going to have in a long time. Like, with my own attitude. And I, like, can't get out of it. Like, when Ryan says that I'm an emotional person, like... I can't stop feeling my feelings. Like if I'm mad, like I'm mad until it's like run its course. Like I don't know how to make it stop. Um, actually, Ryan did a really great job. Ryan, what did you, what did you tell me today? Um, like we we're like sitting around and I'm like really mad, and Ryan just looks at me and he's like, "Yeah, so we're gonna go to the gym." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go punch a punching bag for an hour. Deal with your emotion, whatever. Just like all this, just mm -mm. this needs to stop. (laughs) And there you have it, people. That is marriage. All that he's like making a hand gesture at me, like all that over there. Just we're done with that. Um, which is what I do all the time. But yeah, I went and did. I went and boxed at the gym for a while, and I hurt now because of that. But I'm not angry anymore. But. It was hard. Like, we woke up, and we were getting ready for church and everything, and Ryan puts on this, like, really fancy outfit um, because I think that he looks so cute when he's all dressed up. I was looking good. Mmm, I was a tasty little snack. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, like a, like a fresh bowl of pizza rolls right out the oven. Oh, like, yeah. that's sort of delicious. Come get you um, some of that. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I hate that. Okay. So anyway, he like puts on this nice outfit and he's like, I'm going to take you on a date after church. Um, and I like had just pulled out like leggings and a t-shirt and like multiple layers of like button ups and sweaters to her. And because I am still like hurting and inflamed from this week of pain and like I'm upset and whatever. And so I'm looking at how cute Ryan wants to be and like the fact that he wants to take me on a date and be all dressed up and like all this stuff. And I'm like heartbroken that my body will not allow me to like put on like the clothes that would meet that standard of like excellence and like care and all this stuff. And so then Ryan like has to change and I feel bad and then I'm in a bad mood. And it just it's like a domino effect. It's the worst. Um I don't know. I always feel bad. Right? How do you always feel in my like pain hangover days? Uh, like I don't know what to do or say. <laughs> Sorry. Like, most times it's just easier just to keep feeding you snacks. True. Um find a couple things that keep you happy and just keep doing those. Um wrap you up in a blanket and give you a snack and then put some trashy TV on. Okay, it's not trashy. Shit's <laughs> Creek is good TV. <laughs> okay. Um, now that the office isn't on Netflix anymore, which is like a crime against humanity. Yeah. Um, but before that, I never did anything because my expectation was that you would just get over it like I would if it was my body. Like, whatever. Like, I'll be fine. <laughs> I can move on, you know? Like, if I go through physical pain it's like it's whatever you know because whatever <laughs> have you seen you sick oh my gosh it's so that's tragic. different no okay. no it is not that's different no it's not i am not oh my gosh it's pathetic it's so oh. sad right well okay okay you know it's fine tell the people um but yeah like, you know you just Find those few things that help, 
and just do those and realize that when she's saying mean things, it's not because she thinks them about you. It's because she is just in a severe amount of pain and doesn't know what else to do. And she's not lashing out. She's just upset and frustrated at the situation. And you just have to love her through whatever she's going through. Um, Because I was someone, I definitely was like, well, why the hell do you say that? Let's fight now. Like, <laughs> why are you why are you being like this? And then, and then she's like, I'm not. You know, blah blah blah. And then we would just get into it. And now it's just like, whatever. Fine. You're right. I'm the worst. Here's a snack. <laughs> Wrap you up in a blanket. Turn you into a burrito bride. <laughs> and we're gonna move on. Yeah. Um. Which just happened, by the way, like this weekend. I literally picked a fight on Friday. I'd had like a really long week, a really hard week. I come home on Friday and like pick this fight with Ryan. And Ryan's like, Emily, how about you just go sit on the couch and turn on a show that's going to make you happy. And I'm going to make you a snack. I really wanted broccoli. And he was like, I'm going to make you broccoli. And like everything's going to be fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, how dare you think that I can just sit on the couch and be fine. And he was like whatever like we all know you're gonna sit on the couch and it's gonna be fine <laughs> it's also nice having a tiny bride because then you can just forklift her wherever you need her to go it is great you know she can't do anything because you're stronger than her so you just forklift her little butt to the couch deposit her there burrito her and she can't get out because you've done such a good swaddling <laughs> good swaddling <laughs> and then go away and then you turn the xbox on and she good to go uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds just like a super productive relationship. Well, like, even though you had a hard week with work, it's still not, doesn't compare to, like, what it used to be. It's like, with my expectations, I always expected you to work just as much as me. Obviously, you work more than I do. You have more energy and drive than anybody would ever have ever in the world. Um, but like even when you were like super sick or like super in pain or whatever I was like okay great okay so you're going back to work tomorrow like you just got out of the hospital like my expectation was you just keep going I don't know like I didn't know that like or when you took a couple months off from your concussion while you're working a couple years ago not by choice just to clarify but like I was super upset because I was like, how are we going to pay for everything now? Like, whatever this and that and the other. You know, the year before, we had just blown tens of thousands of dollars on medical bills. I was like, here we go again, round two. Year two, round two. And, <laughs> and we did. Again, I was just, I was like, we have to, you have to keep working. It was a horrible, like, spiral of, like, me telling her that she has to keep working to pay for all this, which was just making it worse, but that was the only way we could pay for it. And then it just was a horrible spiral. But I think what helped was us finally, even though Emily to this day will say she hates Florida and hates whatever. And it was... I knew it was going to be Florida. It was the best, worst time. I will admit that it was the best, worst time. It was the 
Worst of times. I will. Best of times. Definitely move back if I ever get the chance. By yourself. Addie and I will send you a postcard from Kansas. By myself. I will live on the beach. See um, you later. It'll be, it'll be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but like thinking back on it, well, at least looking back on it. From the time we moved to Florida till literally right now, we have not had two stable jobs at the same time. And we've had to live off of very little. And it was less than what we were making individually before that, those past few years. Like we were making really good money, both of us individually, the first couple years of our marriage. And then we both took pay cuts when we moved to Florida, and we never had a job at the same time. So we were living off of very little. And we made it through just fine. Like, it was a little more difficult, but we, we were just fine. Um, and we found other things to do, and... I don't know. It was, it's really good. <laughs> It was, it was so great. It was. It was wonderful. Yeah, no, I love having, like, hornets live in my walls. Like, yeah. that was great. But again, like, Florida, like, my expectation of Florida and what actually happened were two different things. Like, <laughs> we, I expected that we were going to move to Florida and we were going to go down there. Emily was going to get this treatment that wasn't available in Kansas City. She was going to get better. Things were going to be great. We could move on with our normal cookie-cutter life. You know, doing all sorts of fun little things, whatever. And we definitely did not go down there for her. It was definitely for me. (laughs) Not just because I wanted to be there, but also because, turns out, I needed a lot of work on me. Whether it was emotionally or whatever it was, you know. But it... I mean, I've said it before to my bride all the time that, like, Florida is what ended up breaking me and what finally allowed me to actually be available for Emily. You know, and it, it took most of the time in Florida to get to that point, but when we did, it was it was amazing. Um, I mean, moving home with you was significantly easier than moving to Florida. Moving to Florida was, like... I almost put you in one of those little U-packs and just was like, I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, but it was, I mean, the the cool thing, I mean, and it sucks, but, like, the fact that we moved halfway across the country and then we got to a city that we knew nobody and we had no friends and we didn't know anything and then 2020 happens and we're stuck in an apartment together and if that's not a recipe for all the crap to come out, then I don't know what is. And everything hit the fan. Like. Everything, I feel like, for me, was already on the fan. But, I mean, yes, it did. Yeah. For you, at least. Yeah. I mean, I was already, I was already there. We were, we were circling the drain. Yeah. And you were ready to kick me to the curb. and. No, I was just going to leave you in Florida. I was just going to come home. Yeah. And take my black puppy because she was dying of heat stroke down there. It was like child abuse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was what kind of like woke me up to be like, oh, wow, I'm not doing all these things. Like, 
my expectation of being married was that I wouldn't have to try. I wouldn't have to do anything. And I picked the one bride that that's not ever an option any day. Hmm. Even though that's what I tried to do. Um, Okay, so like for all of the people that we know that are either like single or gonna end up married or something what would you say not like a like debbie downer thing because i don't that's not like the vibe like marriage is cool like you get like a built-in bud to like go do some stuff and like oh my gosh ryan stop um and like it's like it is it's great like god obviously designed it like i mean he knows what's up all that good stuff but what would you say like to the people that maybe have like an unreasonable expectation of marriage or like that like romantic like little whimsical this is going to be easy and carefree like what would you just like what conversation do you maybe wish that we had or like do you wish that somebody would have told you before we got married so you could have been better prepared hmm. um i think like i had heard it from people like marriage isn't gonna be easy you know you know people be like you can get through the first five years you're good to go whatever but like nobody really kind of takes the time to explain what that even looks like because it's not just you by yourself you're now literally two people coexisting like kind of like that idea of like whenever you're living with your best friends as roommates and nine times out of ten you want to end up killing them after a month of being with them because they're just horrible people and you learn about how all their (laughs) weird quirks that turns out you absolutely hate and all sorts of things and then you end up losing your best friend because of you just live living with them um Damn, I just I Man, I don't know. I just what to expect. Like that it's not gonna be easy. Like and it's not like any expectation you walk into marriage with is just you should just leave it at the door. Like it's going to be difficult and it's never going to be easy and it's going to be dirty and disgusting and tough. Um, Obviously there's good days and there's some amazing things that all of us, Emily and I do all the time and it's can be very cute and fun and playful and easy. But honestly, a lot of the time it's not like, you know, we started out, balls to the wall like zero to a hundred super fast like we got married and then on our honeymoon you almost died and you know we by the grace of god somehow ended up being allowed back into the country true um and when we went to the hospital doctor's like oh yeah she's 12 hours away from being dead and or needing new organs or whatever and my response was to go home and not ever go to the hospital. And I don't think I showed up once. No, you didn't. 
you bought a box of Twinkies, though, <laughs> and a new video game, which I think I still could just, like, light you on fire for. Oh, you're the but worst. But that just kind of goes to explain how, like, my expectations of marriage, I thought they'd be, you know, like... I wouldn't have to do anything or try. I don't and... even know what that means. Okay, actually, I do. Just so, I, again, to clarify, because I feel like you guys, I mean, you guys all know me by now from listening to me or you're friends with me or I don't know. Like, the way that Ryan's parents' marriage worked was, like, Ryan's mom existed to serve his dad. Like, her opinion was invalid. Like, he made the decisions and handled the money and everything, but, like, she she cooked and she cleaned and she worked but like basically all of it like was for him I don't think that Ryan like expected me to be like a slave person but whenever he says like you know I expect I didn't have to do anything like his mom like took care of his dad like the way that you would take care of a child like she took care of all of us too yeah and and she did she took care of Ryan and his sister the same way and so he legitimately just was like oh like this is just gonna be kind of the way that it's been with my mom like I'm not gonna have to do any, do anything the laundry gets done food is in the fridge like whatever like life just keeps moving forward but what's funny is like when we got married and whatever like our intimate life honest intimate life was not great it just wasn't. It was. Okay, it now was. Now we're just having conversations. Awesome. Yeah, Love it was this. not. It was honestly, it was awful. Like there was zero connection, interaction, like attraction, all of that. Like there was just there wasn't any of it. I like think we, we're dying. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it because. Oh my god! That's what you were supposed to do. You're married, so now you can just have sex. Oh it's my gosh. great. We're talking um, about it. Okay. But I never did anything for Emily, and so she wasn't feeling loved, so she didn't give that intimately, and then... Okay, now he's talking... He's saying he never did anything for me, like, out, we're talking outside of the, like bedroom please just to clarify like he's talking about the fact that he like didn't communicate i'm like literally dead on the inside right now okay just to clarify but he's talking about the fact that he was not communicating which is like the only thing that i need to feel connected to someone is like to be communicated with and like valued and like like acts of service and words of affirmation are totally like the way to my heart um so anyway, that's what he, I'm sorry. I just feel like that was like in a really like potentially precarious. Okay, um, understanding. Please get. Well, don't continue. But okay, anyway, continue. but like so, like I wasn't giving Emily what she needed, so she wasn't feeling loved, so she didn't want to show that side. And then also, I was sick, and and you were sick, but that also meant you weren't showing me the love that I needed to be able to honestly show you the love that you wanted. And it was kind of, it's been really cool the past month. It's probably been about a minute a month. Um, I have been able to selflessly do things for Emily, whether it's simple things like I'm doing the dishes when Mm. she comes home and it's like, Oh yeah. Ryan hates the dishes. I do. I absolutely hate them. I think they're horrible. But, like, I would just do them because they were there. And then Emily would come home and be like, oh, I went straight to the kitchen to do the dishes, but you already did them. 
Or she'll look at me now and be like, don't you do this. I want to actually do this for you. And then <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Um, but like, I'm just selflessly doing things now. True. And she is feeling super loved because I'm doing those acts of service. And then she's able to reciprocate that. Like, she's telling me, no, stop. Like, but I'm not. So, Brad, we're having a conversation. Okay. I think I think really what all this boils down to is like if you have ever heard anything about the five love languages um, and you think like it's a crock of crap like I get that it's kind of like hooey and people kind of like over talk about it and stuff but honestly like I think the biggest thing for Ryan and I have been understanding how to love each other the way that like the opposite partner needs to or wants to receive it Um also, also, oh, not no. to go... No, I'm not going to go graphic. Okay. But, like, this past... Oh, my gosh. I, w- I would say this past month... No, I already hate everything about what you're going to say. The way that you have looked at me... Oh, okay. No. ...is completely different. Like... You're so cute, You used honey. to look at me and be like, oh, it's him, like... I did I, not. But now when you look at me, it's like you're looking at me like, wow, this is, like, this is my person, like... You have that, like, twinkle in your eye of, like... Oh, I'm Santa Claus. This is... This isn't good. And, like... He's so cute, you guys. And then I think you've seen that in me, too, where it's like, oh, you've never looked at me like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for a really long time I was just kind of, a like, a burden for you. Um, and, I mean, it was hard. Like, I destroyed every, like, idea that you thought your life was going to look like, and so... Like, I'm sure that that was probably hard to look at me every day um, and, like, feel that or see that. But I don't know. Really, I do think, like, a lot of it is love languages. Like, if if you're not – if you're loving somebody the way that you want to receive love, like, that's not the way that they m- may be able to receive love. And then you're just missing each other. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay, you mentioned that we, like, got together pretty quick. So, for all those cool cats and kittens out there, um, since we watched Tiger King when we lived, like, 13 minutes away from Carol Baskin, um, Ryan and I, well, mostly Ryan, I feel like, used to say cool cats and kittens all the time. Oh, you cool cats and kittens out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, um, do you just want to tell them, like, how we ended up married the way that we did. I don't know how we ended um, up married. Okay, I, we know. <laughs> it went we, so fast. Literally, it was only because of God. Honestly, Ryan and I have both come to the agreement that if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have married each other. Like, we never would have chosen each other. No. And he's like, no, absolutely not. Um, no. If and, I found out, like, you were as sick as you were, and this is super selfish and super low, like, shallow of me, but if I had known how sick you were when we were dating, nope. No. Yeah. Well, and if I would have known about your family before we were already, like, five months engaged, I would have been, like, seriously? Like, yeah, like you didn't tell me what? Yeah. Um, it's like he kept us blind long enough to get married, and then, even though we didn't know what I was not blind. We were, I was tolerant. Right. But we still didn't really know what we were doing once mm-hmm. we got married, because neither of us had, like, a good example of marriage like 
Yeah, I feel like God, like, we got married when we did because God was like, if you guys don't get married now, like, all this is about to blow up in your face and, like, there's no way you guys will stay together and I've got more for you planned and so, like, you need to be together so we're just going to, like, tie this tie this up, hope for the best sort of thing, but... I did a good job wooing you. What? Yeah. When we were dating. It was those taquitos on that first Oof. date. Yeah, we did not have cute dates ever. Well, no, our our dates were cute, but we like we always went to like the Oh yeah, we ate like really unattractive food yeah. together. Like every date that we ever went on, like hot wings. Yeah. Like Mexican food. I don't even know what else we ate. Barbecue. If it can if it, if you can eat it and like look disgusting while doing so, like Ryan and I were eating those foods together. All mm. the time. Yeah. But And that's how we traveled. We're yeah. like, what's the best food we can get in whatever place? Mm, like Zombie Burger. If anyone's ever in Des Moines, Iowa, you need to go downtown to Zombie Burger. They will, like, fry mac and cheese into a patty and put it on a burger for you. And you can get, like, boozy drinks and ice cream and all kinds of stuff. Not that I drink, but I know that there's alcohol there, I think. Yeah. Al- the alcohols. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever alcohols you put in things. Or, like, our pictures that we have up there of, like, us washing feet. Like, I knew what that meant, but I didn't know what it actually looked like to live that out. Can you please explain to people what you're talking about? Because no one else is in our living room. Oh. Well, uh, when we got married, part of our ceremony was to wash each other's feet before we gave each other our personal vows. Um, Just as, like, a selfless act of like i'm going to do this i'm gonna serve you right you know do something that's a physical outward idea of like this serving or being being willing to lower (laughs) humble yourself and lower who you are to serve your person um it's a biblical thing look it up in the bible and I did it, and I knew I always wanted that to be a part of what we did, but, like, doing that simple little thing compared to, like, actually living it out, I didn't know what it meant to humble myself and be selfless because I was just a selfish guy that would just was like, I don't know, I'm going to get married to this really hot, okay. attractive goddess. And we're good to go. Which he mentioned, by the way, at our reception. Like, into a microphone in front of all of our guests. (laughs) What? And then I died right there in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That was the moment she knew. I was like, oh man, I made a mistake. This is the perfect man for me. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Sure. Yep. Which, the foot washing thing was like my thing. When we got married, I was like, here's the non-negotiables. Like, a Bible is going to be our guest book. Like, I want people to pray over our marriage. I want people to offer a scripture as like their blessing um, and kind of like share their heart as to why that's the scripture they chose. And then I was like, and I want to do the foot washing thing. I don't even know where I came up with it since I wasn't like raised that way. Um, and I, kn- I had known Jesus for like all five minutes, but I was like, this is how I want our love to be. Like, this is how I want our marriage to like be modeled, like after Christ and all this stuff. So it was like so big to me and it was so frustrating to me because Ryan was just like, yeah, okay, whatever you want. And I was like, so chill about it. 
Um, I think my bride's favorite um, phrase from me is, I don't care. That was so frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating because Ryan's phrase has always been like, sure, like, I don't care, whatever you want. And now I'm so used to just like not asking his opinion because he never had one. Then now he's like, uh, were you even going to ask me? And I'm like, why would I do that? Like, um, now I'm the worst because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't occur to me. Um, I don't know. Marriage is hard. It's weird, but it's good. Yeah, but it could be so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Ew. What you are know, you, Nicholas Sparks? Marriage is like. Sweet marriage. Marriage. <laughs> sweet marriage. Ew. It's like a walk, okay? What? It's like a walk. I like walks. Me too. Mm. It's like a geode. How it's kind of, you know. What? Ours was like a geode where, it, you know, it's it not. It's like a pile of crap on the outside? Yeah, but okay. once you kind of get past that and you start like. Getting to the heart of what it is. Oh it's gosh. so beautiful. You get so Ryan really likes rocks. He's kind of like a freak about he's such a nerd, you guys. And we will be going to the Rock and Gem show at the Casey Expo Center if they like get their permit for it this spring, since like everybody's being retarded about the current climate of the world. But whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, we go every year. Yeah. He loves rocks. He's so we have Love like rocks. He's picking up his rocks right now. So we, like, have them around the house, and we have them on our table in the living room. He's looking at it right now as if you guys can, like, see it. You can't. So, anyway, it's a geode um, that I think that we broke open a couple years ago. But um, but it's, it looks so ordinary and, like, boring on the outside. Like, you wouldn't think that it would be so beautiful on the inside. Yeah, pretty chill. And then it's just this beautiful blue that sparkles... You know, and that was, that was me. I was this. Oh my gosh. Were you a boat stuck in a bottle? Yeah. I was this rock that was hardened and like didn't know how to love. And then I, when I finally broke, oh man, the inside this was so deep. beautiful. This is deep. And then I was able to just let out all of my emotions. Oh yeah. That was a good time. To be able to love you better. I know. Love you, honey. <laughs> that was a great analogy. Wow, it's so deep. I like need an oxygen tank. Wow. Okay, well, everybody, this has been a time. It's now late enough that I should have been asleep a long time ago. But um, that's my dude. That's my guy. Now he's been on the podcast. Um, so if you are single and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get married. Marriage is going to solve all my problems. It is definitely not going to do that. You're smashing two messy human beings who probably suck more than they realize together and you're wishing yourself good luck. So, I mean, it's going to be great, but like, don't pretend like, don't pretend like it's going to solve your problems or like fix you or make you better or something. It's kind of like when people have a kid to try to save their marriage, like, no, (laughs) like you're just digging a deeper hole. Um, but I mean, it, it it is amazing what God can teach you and refine you, um, like through somebody else. And, um, you just gotta be willing to ask for help, you know, and, you know, find mentors or for me now, going to counseling and woo counseling. That's like, um, I read a thing that it was like somebody was married for like 50 years and, um, 
Okay. Ryan just, like, visibly, like, shook. I think he was shivering, but I think it was also, like, fear um, of 50 years of being stuck with me. But it was this thing of um, this guy had been, like, married for a really long time, and um, someone was asking him questions, like, what's it been like, you know, to be married to your wife? And he was for that long, and he was like, I've been married to, you know, eight different versions of her, you know, in the time that we've been married. And he was like, and you have to figure out how to learn to love. I do that in a day. I know. Um, You have to figure out how to learn to love whoever your person becomes because life is going to change them and you're going to change them and things will change. Um, So you have to learn how to love all of the versions of somebody, even if it's not the person that you fell in love with originally. Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's interesting, um, I guess. But, you know, we're working on it. We're navigating it. We're doing the best we can with what we got. Mm-hmm. So, and when all else fails, we just, like, make an Addy sandwich with our dog and hope for the best. True. Yeah. Snuggle our fuzzy bear. And... Yeah. We gave her a bath today, and she's pretty pissed, so. But she's all floofy. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway... Ryan, you have anything else you want to say to people? Mm, I do not. Well. I'm sure I do. You'll have to have me again on another one of your podcasts. So we can. Have a conversation. (laughs) You were waiting. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys, um, this is probably the first of like many times of me having people on the show. I'm actually going to go see a friend um next week so i'm hoping that that means that um i'll have her on the show um and i actually have a couple other people that um i'm planning on recording with so um if you were getting bored of just my voice now there should be some like human interaction um and of course my voice will be sprinkled in there again um by itself but um if you want to hear something if you want to know something all you got to do is ask and until then stay alive stay weird but uh Don't stay ignorant. Ignorance isn't cute on anybody. Okay, that's it. Love you. Bye. Stay tuned for episodes airing every Monday so you have someone to have a conversation with all week long. We'll see you here next time.